Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Butchers, the Bakers, and the Candlestick Megan podcast with me, Dave Coulthard. Um, first of all, thanks to everybody who listened to episode one with the Washington United manager, Cameron Thompson. I think we've had about 75 listens so far, which is excellent for the first podcast, and hopefully it'll continue to grow from there. We're continuing along the We Aside League theme uh, this evening, and I'm delighted to be joined by Dean Irvine, the Darlington Town assistant manager. So first of all, thanks very much for joining us, Dean. Yeah, no problem at all, mate. Good stuff. So, um, obviously, you're the the assistant manager at Darlington Town, and we're going to talk a lot about about them this evening. Um, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the the Sunday League team, Darlington Albion, that you coached um, before that as well. Um, yeah. But just before we kind of get into the detail, I just want to give a little bit of um, context to those listening on the on the kind of backstory of, of Darlington Town because it's it, it's quite a kind of fascinating history and it's got a lot of similarities to the um, Wimbledon MK Don scenario that people will be quite familiar with. So um, the the quick version is. Um, the club itself was actually founded right back in 1908 as, as Horton CW, uh, Horton Colliery Welfare. Um, and they actually played as, as Horton for 108 years of their history, right up until 2016. Um, there were members of the Northern League from 1975 through to 2013, at which point they dropped down to the Wearside and they've played there ever since. Um, three years in the Wearside League as Horton. Uh, they were then kicked out of the ground in 2016 and despite a legal appeal, uh, they lost out there and were ordered to kind of pay some legal costs which almost crippled the club. So in order to keep them going, they were relocated to Darlington, um, quite a considerable distance away um, and that happened kind of midway through the season in 2016. Um, they spent a few years as uh, Darlington FC's reserve team um, and then uh, just over a year or so ago, um, they became Darlington Town when uh, many people involved in, in the Darlington Albion team that I just mentioned kind of took them over and uh, started off a new era at the club. Um, so obviously, Dean, you, you somebody who's obviously recently become involved from a, from a Darlington Town perspective, um, your previous experience yeah. with Darlington Albion. Um, how, how does the club feel to you when, when you're there, whether it's in training or on a match day? Does it feel like a club that's kind of got that hundred years of history behind it? Or do you think that's more a history that belongs with the newly formed Horden? Does this feel more like a kind of new club on a new adventure to you? How, how does it feel to you personally? Uh, I'd say personally for me, it's it's more of a new club now. Yeah. Um. I I actually I played for them when they were like Darlington reserves. Right. Um. I played for them a couple of seasons ago uh, when they first went to like Darlington reserves. Um. And then, but the old chairman of Harden is actually like still our chairman now. Like he was he was chairman there years and years ago. About thirty odd years, I think he was chairman. Yeah. There. And obviously he carried it over when they left that ground, and he kept it on here. So he's always been the chairman, even through like the Darlington reserves time. Um, and obviously he's still the chairman now to the day. Um, yeah. But obviously, for for me personally, I think it's like a new club, but even this season, to be fair, uh, like the one just being null and void, um, a, a, a totally different outlook on the, on the squad altogether, the club and everything. Um, totally brand new to me, like, to be fair. I don't really like the Auden um, connection, really, to what it was. To me, it's like a brand fire new team. It's only like a season old, to be honest. Yeah, even, I, I, even with the Dalton reserves, like we don't mm. really, we just like as if it started fresh. To be fair, from like the start of the season. 
Yeah, it's interesting to hear because I mean, obviously, with yourself having the links, kind of uh, just a few years back in the you know in the Darlington Reserve days, and you you know you you're saying it feels like a fresh um, a fresh start, but there's still the connection there with the kind of Horton past and that. And I'm guessing there's there's probably not too many. Um, supporters I, I would imagine still hanging around from the Horton days I know you know people like to support the the local clubs and Horton kind yeah. of went and reformed a, a year later so you imagine most people who kind of follow the club now are probably Darlington locals would that be a fair assumption yeah it's all to be fair it's all the lads who are like the Albion fans really to become and then we've we've obviously got a few of the old Darlington Reserve fans who used to come down and then just people who got interested really and, and followed the story to be fair yeah um We've got like a, a couple of older ones who've just come like this season now and they used to go and support Middlesbrough. We talked a couple mm. of them, they used to support Middlesbrough, but it got a bit too much money and travelling yeah. and stuff. So mm. they wanted to stick to the local kind of football. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're just coming along and watching, to be fair. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting because I know um, being someone who's kind of based a little bit further north, um, I talk to a lot of people around non-league grounds and quite a lot of people have, um, you know, up this way particularly supported a either Newcastle or Sunderland and then kind of became a little bit disillusioned with a professional game and, and turned to non-league football. And it sounds like the same, same's happening down the road there with Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, so yes, it seems like a lot of similarities across the board. And I guess it's just the, you know, the, the cost. And I think there's sometimes with professional football, you get that kind of, um, you don't get that same kind of connection between the club and the fans that you sometimes maybe get in, in non-league. And I think that appeals to a lot of people. Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, Darlington's obviously still non-league and they get fantastic support to be fair to them and then we yeah. go as much as we can to be fair like I go, I go myself when I've got time I've got a couple of mates who's played for them and stuff and <coughs> I go when I can but obviously we've got that fixture class most of the time so we try and ask yeah. for like the fixtures to be, to be the opposite to them obviously you can get mm. an extra 30, 40 people through the door it helps really and we yeah. had a friendly with them last pre-season as well which they kindly give us and um, that got like 400 plus through the door and uh we done all right to be fair. We drew to all of them, mm. so it gives the it gives the fans a uh, a little bit like the people who obviously Downton fans a little bit of look at something else. So when they're away, they say, "Oh, Downton Town, we're at home. We can go and watch them. They're not a bad side. You know what I mean? They're nice kids, and we'll go and give them a shout." Yeah, I, I guess it helps having a having a team like that on your doorstep that can help you out because obviously a crowd of four hundred to you guys would you know be absolutely oh, massive. Yeah. I mean, I've I'd seen recently, and I mean, obviously, I don't want to you know talk too much about Darlington FC, don't want to give them too much airtime, but I've yeah. seen recently their, um, you know, their fans had raised £130,000 for the budget next season, which, you know, if, yeah, if you think of something like that, yeah, it's, it's on a different scale from, from where Darlington Town are at. So having a, having a club like that to help you out, it'll, you know, it'll go oh, a long massively. way. Yeah. Massively. Yeah, we, I know, like, a man who was there last season, he sorted the friendly and stuff out and it, it was fantastic to get him down. They brought a couple of first-team players played, obviously a couple of youngsters mixed in as well. It was a good night, to be fair. It was a midweek. A lot of people there. It was, it was good for the town, to be fair. It was really good. It's good to hear. Um, is there any... I mean, obviously, uh, you guys kind of play um, at the Eastbourne uh, Sports Complex, which, which I believe is, is Darlington's training ground, or, or it certainly, yeah. um, certainly was. So, yeah, um, sure. yeah. is, there any other, is there any other lasting connection with Darlington and since it stopped being Darlington Reserves, or is it literally just that you know they've helped out with that friendly? You're still sharing the ground with them, or is there any any other connection other than that, or is it just completely? No, different? not really. When it was the reserves, obviously that was when Martin Gray was in charge of the first team, and um, 
he had the reserves. And so you got a few of the first teamers coming in back from injuries and stuff to play. That was when I was playing. Yeah. Um, but then when he left to go to York, they kind of diminished the uh, reserve team. They didn't really want it. So someone else came in charge and then obviously it just changed the name from them. And then one of the managers who was there last season is still with us, uh, Paul Altworth Pelly. He's still there now. And obviously, we to be fair, like with our Sunday League thing, it was like, where do we go from it now? We're like, it's getting a bit, not boring, but mm. the same old kind of thing. You were just living for the County Cup days and the big Cup <laughs> games away, really. Like, yeah. it was hard, just keeping everyone interested through the league. And obviously, mm. no one's getting younger. The players are not getting any younger. So, I thought it was the right time to take the take the plunge into the Saturday like, um, Yeah, We tried to get into the R8 first, to be fair, obviously, because mm. they've, got, they've got the ground and stuff there. But, yeah. put the committee and knocked it back because quite a few of us used to play for the RA so we've got connections with them yeah. so we went that way um, and then when I spoke to Pelly give us a ring and said oh why don't you just come down here downtown yeah. and, and do what you need to do here yeah. so we had a meeting stuff with, the, with Norman the chairman and, and Pelly and stuff and they offered us to come down there and we asked them to stay on because they were there, they, were, they asked. They said, "If you if you want us to walk away, we'll walk away." Like, but yeah. we said, "No, obviously, we want to keep you on. You're doing a good job now, and we'll, we'll hopefully we can come and and come and hopefully push towards promotion, like, and get mm. make a good team in the town." Yeah, you, you've men- you've mentioned there. You mentioned Darlington RA, so. Um... Obviously, uh, with Horden, um, I've mentioned that they reformed. Uh, they were battling you for the title uh, last season, yeah. which, which which we'll come on to. Um, if you take that aside, um, it, you know, if you guys could have picked one game to make sure you won, you, you won that game from kind of like a rivalry perspective, um, yeah. would you say that there's more of a bite to the Horden games because of the history, or would you see Darlington Norway as more the one that you would really want to win? <sighs> Personally, for me, I'd say Harden. To be fair, obviously, with the chairman's is Harden. He he's in the change room on the Harden game, and that's the game <laughs> he wants to win every yeah. week. You know what I mean? That's his yeah. one. Um, and obviously, with the battle for the title last season, Harden one hundred and ten percent. We had some good games with him. The beaters at their place, and then we returned the favourite old place, beat them in the league and cup, and then their beaters. So it was two two in games. Yeah. Um, last season, the RA one. Um, obviously, it's a local derby at the end of the day, mm. but. Last season, they struggled a bit, to be honest. So, yeah. But they got together at the end of the season, got a new manager and he's doing really well. He's brought some good players and I expect them to be bang there this season, to be honest. Yeah. So I think they'll be a bigger rivalry this season. Um, they've got a good side together. I know a few of the players who signed for him and, and the manager's a good manager. He's, he's, he's doing a good job, to be fair. He's get, they're getting a good squad together and I think they'll be bang up the top three this season, to be honest. Yeah, it'll be but interesting first, to see how Harden was the one last season. A bit of a, it wasn't. It was a, a bit of blood between the two. Like it was, mm-hmm. we had some good games. To be fair, yeah, yeah it'll be but interesting. They're good, well organised. To be honest, they are well. They're, all, they're well organised sides. They're no, they're no world beaters, but they're very good at what they do. To be honest, and the battlers and the do the. That's why they top the league at the end of the day. When the season finished, they were top of the league. So they are a good side. So. They'll be bang there again this season as well. I think it'll be a good season this year. I think it'll be a very good league, to be honest. It'll be strong. Yeah, I'm looking forward to covering it more. I think last season um, I'd kind of dip, I'd started writing my blog last season, and um, I'd kind of dipped into the Northern Alliance kind of equivalent level last season, and was quite surprised yeah. by the 
standard of the football that I found at that level. And um, yeah. the Wearside League, um, I must admit, I've not really covered it um, since I've been trying to write about non-league and, and cover it yeah. so much. But it, it's a league I used to watch quite a bit um, as yeah. a young child. Uh, me, me dad had a couple of workmates who, who played at that level. And um, yeah. it is something I you know, intend to watch a lot closer next season. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Yeah, I think it's a good league, to be honest. I played in it when I was, like, 16, 17. I signed for Willett and Coxer and stuff. And uh, it's always been a good league, to be fair. And if you look over the recent seasons, the teams getting promoted from the wee side, they seem to always, to, to be fair, to go through Division 2 straight away. And they always seem to be landing up, like Stockton Town, for instance. Yeah, they were yeah. in the wee side for a lot of years. And, and look at what they're doing now with themselves. I think yeah. it's just built building the foundations for the future, to be honest. I think, it, well, like, we had a couple of pre-season friendlies last year, and I know you can't really go off pre-season mm. friendlies and stuff, but we like we played Crook at home, who, who was second or third when, when the season finished, and we beat them 4-1 at home, and we had Aircliffe out the first division, who were in maybe the top six or seven, we drew two or, two, two or three, three with them at the, the start of last season. There is some good sides in the wee side. Mm. Don't get me wrong, there's a couple what are probably out the, out the level and yeah. Maybe glorified Sunday league teams, but mm. the eighty percent, ninety percent, they do all right in the second division of the Northern League. I think. I think it's just the grounds are the yeah. big problems, and maybe it's financially as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a massive step up, especially in terms of the infrastructure. I mean, I know I've looked at the ground grading uh, requirements um, previously between the difference between the Wea side and then stepping yeah. into Northern League Division Two, and it, it is a big it investment a big if you haven't got that infrastructure already. Yeah, um, 100%. yeah. I mean. You, what what you mentioned before about Stockton, it's interesting because I think we touched on that briefly last week as well. Um, and I mean, you're right, Stockton are probably you know the best recent example of that. But I mean, it's not all it's not all that long ago that uh, Rye FCW were playing in the in the Wea side. They're established in the first yeah. division now. I think uh, Redcar Athletic, um, you know, if the season had kept going, uh, I'd have probably backed them for promotion this season yeah, and another one so yeah um good, some good recent examples and it would be good to see you know whether whether you guys can kind of follow in those footsteps in, in due course definitely um, that's the ambition to get out of the league to be fair yeah we'll move on to Darlington Albion um so yeah. um you, you mentioned there obviously the you know very successful Sunday league team um you know pati- particularly over the last three seasons um you've obviously mentioned <laughs> you've been involved in them for about eight years in total in the club um yeah. kind of um the last three seasons though um haven't dropped a single point in the league they won the quadruple last season they finished with a 14-3 yeah. victory you know hitting some big score lines every week you yeah. know is it is it fair to say that they're just simply outgrown Sunday League football was it getting yeah. difficult to motivate the guys to yeah light league games and stuff like we had a we have a good set to be fair we're all mates to be honest and that, that's probably the good thing about there's a lot of like top level Sunday League teams are all drafted in for me there and everywhere but yeah. all of us in the pub together to be honest and mm. we were just started off we didn't expect now and we obviously we played in the league there was a good side in Orton Grey and that they're like the older lads got a bit all there packed in when we like won our first season and then we just carried on from there, really. And we went from strength to strength. A couple of players coming in and a couple of younger ones coming in. And we done well to be able to go a couple of runs in the County Cup. Um, lost in the quarterfinals on penalties when we should have won, to be fair. We missed a penalty in the 90th minute on that one. We're a very strong greenside team. And they went on to win it quite comfortably, to be honest. And our skipper was injured for the game. I ended up in goal because the injured the keeper got injured. <laughs> so that was probably our season, to be honest. The season after. 
we weren't strong and it was it was getting players like we, there was more players not turning up week in week out and stuff which is understandable people like a lot play on a Saturday as well so mm. it's quite people were families obviously we're getting older and people having kids so it was harder for them to turn up Saturdays and Sundays so yeah. was, we got to this decision where it was like if we don't go now we're probably never going to go and that'll probably be it like we'll, we'll probably had another season as on a Sunday and that, if we didn't get a few more extra players then that would have probably just fiddled away and nothing really yeah I guess, I guess it's obviously going to help I mean you, you said there you know um, a lot of the lads and mates just go out drinking together and that I guess that's going to help because you know not only are you winning games and um, winning trophies and, and whatnot but it also means that you know if, if the lads are if it's a good group and it's a, a close group the lads are probably not going to kind of want to go and play any anywhere else so you know what well, I guess that's yeah. it. Like I would, I would honestly. The, the days we had on a Sunday was absolutely insane. Like mental. <laughs> I don't know. We're still all alive, to be honest. But yes. we had some unbelievable days. We still talk about it now. Even like some of the players who've moved on to better things still talk about it to the day. Like going at the Albion, that was. Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, I probably couldn't really tell the stories on here. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> some, of the best, some of the best days I've had in my life, to be honest, were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it got to the stage, like you say, you, you rather simmer away in the Sunday League, which, to be fair, the Sunday League and Downs went well, well, a lot downhill from like when I started playing like 10, 12 years ago. It was yeah. a very good league, but a lot of players don't play no more, and it was it's a poor league, to be honest. Um, so we took the plunge into the Saturdays to get to see where we could go. Really, just have a yeah. see what we could do. It was like if you don't do it now, you're not gonna. It could have been like what what it could have been kind of thing. So yeah, what what do you think the um what do you think the biggest challenges have been adapting to, to the kind of Saturday football with the lads? Um, I mean, have you noticed a, a big step up in quality in the opposition? Um, does the training schedule differ? Um, compared to what you were doing on a Sunday. Yeah, on a Sunday we a lot of the players were playing on the Saturday last season. Obviously when when we were a Sunday league team, so they were training throughout the week, and obviously they were coming on a Sunday. But on a Sunday, you just turned up, didn't you? And I, and I had a game of footy, still out from the last night, or still <laughs> drunk and stuff. But yeah. obviously now, obviously we're trying. Obviously we're all mates then, but now it's time mm. to get a little bit serious and stuff. Yeah. So obviously we're asking lads to stricter, and we drew a few favours enough lads to, like from from better clubs to come and play for us and try and keep the momentum and stuff going. With the, well, I thought we'd done all right last season, to be fair. It was a bit of an unknown. It was a bit of a rush job. Yeah. Um, obviously, financially, it's a lot a lot more money to play in the Saturday League from a Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it, the quality-wise, obviously, the quality's obviously a lot higher from the league games. Maybe yeah. some of the County Cup teams and your big... And your big your big Sunday games in the Cups there's some good, very good Sunday league teams out there what would mix it with, with some Northern Second Division yeah. teams to be honest mm-hmm. and they've got plenty of Northern League First Division players um, throughout the team so yeah. but we've got a good side to be fair so we, we knew what to expect and like when we had our meeting at the start of the season with the chairman we said we, we'd be very disappointed if we weren't in the top three or four to be honest mm-hmm. with the squad we, we put together Yeah. so it's, it went to plan. We had a few dodgy results on the way. It was going to happen. We knew we weren't going to win every game in that league yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. we just had to stick through the rough patches and, and come out the other side. Like We were picking up a lot of momentum going into the back end of the season. Like I did fancy us to win it personally. Um, but we're never going to know, are we? No, I guess not. Um, I mean, I was go- I was going to ask you a question about um, you, you know the fact that you've actually managed to get a number of the lads and um, who'd maybe played at a higher level to to come and join you on a Saturday. And I was going to ask kind of why that was. I mean, it sounds like the fact that you've got such a close knit group would have helped with that. But I guess some of the lads that have um, joined you on a Saturday now, what what 
kind of level of they played at you know some of them been playing kind of northern league standard or uh, most of them kind of been in and around the wayside and that kind of level yeah to be fair the majority have have been like um northern league second few have played in the first division and stuff so they were just obviously a bit loyal to the mates to be fair a couple yeah. of them could go and play yeah. we lost lost our main player last season for like he was a top scorer in the league when he left in october yeah. But we weren't obviously going to stand in his way to leave. He went to Aycliffe and he's done, he's done well for Aycliffe last season. He scored 15, 16 goals from Christmas onwards, like from October onwards. So we never stand in the way. One of the lads wanted to better themselves. But to be fair, 99% of them are loyal and stuck about. But the majority have played Northern League, to be fair. We've got our keeper was, was at Darlington um, in and about last season as well. So he was training, still were training with Darlington through the week and stuff. Um, and then... Plenty of the outfield players, more, probably most of them have played Northern League, to be fair. So, but they just want to stick to the mates. I think they just enjoy playing for their own town as well, instead of travelling about and playing out the way and yeah. travelling all midweek training and stuff. It's on the doorstep for them, and obviously we're all mates, so it helps really, doesn't it? it certainly does. Um, so, so I think if we move on to talking about last season, so obviously you know you'd said it kind of feels like a new era for this this Darlington Town um, club. Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, previous finishes, um, kind of under the previous guys as Darlington reserves. Last few seasons, we were looking at thirteenth, eleventh, eleventh again before that. Um, yeah. I think it's fair to say that you know previously the club haven't really contested for the title. You guys have come in. Obviously, that that's turned around. There's been a bit of momentum kind of carried over from the the Darlington Albion um, days. I'm guessing it must have been really, really disappointed to see football cancelled when when it was six points behind home, two games in hand, Durham FA Trophy final to come against uh, one of my local, well, my local club, Heaventown Reserves. Um, yeah. How disappointing was it to see the the season ended in the manner that it was? It was a nightmare. To be fair, we were a week. I think we were in the week of the cup final. The cup final was on the Friday, and I think it got cancelled maybe for the Tuesday or the Wednesday. So we were gearing up for the cup final. We had all the coaches booked. Yeah. Everyone, all the fans were paid for the coaches. Yeah. And then it just we, we were building momentum in the league. To be fair, we were picking up a lot of points. Harden seemed to be dropping points, losing in cups. So I thought that the pendulum had swung. To be honest, um, and I, 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 I would have backed us to win the league. To be fair, yeah. um. But it was at the end of the day, it is what it is, and it there's nothing really yeah. you can do. There's, there's more important things than football going on in the world at the moment. Yeah. So it's just one of them. Is hopefully we'll go back stronger this season. To be honest, with a couple of more additions, and yeah, hopefully we can get to where we want to be this season. Obviously, yeah. we're heaven. Heaven Town Reserves uh, dropping out the league. It yeah. probably has made a couple of other teams a lot stronger. Mm. Um, Silks, I've seen Silks with Hassan a couple and maybe Baldwin will get a couple of them as well. So yeah. probably a couple of go to Northern League to be fair. They're a good side, good setup as well up there. So yeah. I think it'll be a tougher league this year. Definitely a lot of teams will strengthen. Um, it'll be, I think I will be a very good league this year. I don't think there will be an easy, an easy, an easy, an easy game. Yeah, I was disappointed personally that that game was uh, cancelled because I actually had it penciled in for me uh, me blog as well, and then uh, ended up obviously that was the the next game I would have been covering before uh, the lockdown kicked in. So yeah, uh, well organised, do a good do a very good side. I was shocked to see him go, to be honest. But yeah, obviously Heaven have got bigger plans and stuff, and yeah. if they were getting in the way of that, then so be it. Like, but <laughs> yeah, um, so. Obviously, last season um, is null and void. It's the season that, that never happened, so to speak. But um, 
obviously uh, most of the season was was played when it was, when it was stopped. So what was what was your personal highlight from last season? Would you say? Uh, it's a tough one. That to be fair, nobody's um, getting to the cup final. To be honest, <clears throat> um, obviously that made the chairman. He said he'd never been in the cup final for over ten years or something like that. Being with Harden and obviously yeah. Downton Reserves and Downton Town, so probably he's getting to the cup final for, for the first season. And obviously, all the, all, all the season to be here, we picked up some good results. We were, we were second in the league with two games in hand. So, it was, obviously, you got your low points of losing games. I was in Mexico for two of them, so <laughs> I couldn't get there for that. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I'd say getting to the cup final, to be honest, just for everyone involved in the club, like Norman and stuff, who's, who's been here a, a good few years, obviously, 30-odd years plus. And, and the, <clears throat> the thing what's gone on behind the scenes with Harden and stuff. So I think that was a nice boost to get to the cup final for him, really, to be honest. Yeah. Hopefully we can get there again this season in one of them, which would yeah. be nice. Fingers crossed. We'll see, yeah. what, see, see how next year plays out. Um, <laughs> I probably don't want to labour this question too much because it might be one that would be better geared at the chairman than yourself, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How how, yeah. cha- how challenging do you think the lockdown is financially for a club like Darlington Town? I, I imagine there's still expenditure within the club and, and obviously, you know, without being able to play games, you, can't, you know, you can't bring in revenue. How much of a challenge do you think that'll be at the moment? To be fair, like, we've got a, a lot of Sorry about that, everyone. We te- temporarily lost the connection there. So um, I'll re-ask the question. I think we, we caught the start of the answer there. So I was just asking how challenging the lockdown is financially to a club like Darlington Norrie, obviously, um, without having the games to um, bring the revenue into the club. Sorry about that, Dean. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, financially, obviously, we're not getting no revenue. There's no games coming in. But we've got a lot of, a lot of good friends and a lot of good companies who supported us. Um, so financially, to be honest, going into this season, we'll be all right. I think last season, obviously, we had nothing going into it. It was brand firing new, starting starting again. Yeah. Um, but this season, we've been putting a lot of work in behind the scenes. Why, obviously, all this coverage going on and stuff. So we've yeah. got a, a, a lot of good backers, to be fair, which we're really thankful of. And um, which should put us in a good place for the start of the season. We've got no worries with yeah. money, really. Hopefully, we should be sound money-wise. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, we just we just want the green light for the season to start. Really, we're going to start training on Saturday. Um. First pre-season. Um. Obviously, sticking to the guidelines of the government yeah. and stuff. Um. But financially, I think we'll be we will be in a a, a, a lot better place than last season. Um. Yeah. And then, obviously, we want to get out the league. To be honest, um. We're just waiting for things to come back from um different aspects and councils and stuff yeah. about getting out of the league but obviously with people working from home um, we haven't heard an out back yet we need to, the chairman's come through on Saturday so we'll probably get an update on stuff like that yeah I mean it's it, you know it's it's good to it's good to hear that the club is on a you know a sound enough financial footing because it, it is worrying times for a lot of clubs kind of da- oh, you know, down the level so yeah so hope, hopefully we'll see everybody survive through players this on contracts and stuff obviously in the leagues mm. above and and yeah. players on contracts obviously they're getting nothing in the paying out yeah. aren't they so yeah. even up to like the foot premiership to be honest there's yeah. nothing coming in either, so it's a difficult time for football at the moment it certainly is um, so you've mentioned there about about looking to kind of get into the league so um, if me research is 
correct, which hopefully it is. I think there was there was five teams from the Weir side applied for promotion last season. I don't believe that you guys were one of them, unless you correct me. Um, no, is, that, is is that something that um, is that something that you think the club will be looking to to do this season in terms of apply applying for promotion, so that if you do uh, win the league, you kind of progress into Northern League Second Division the following year. Oh. One million percent, mate. That's that, that's the goal this season. We need to be out of this league. If we win it for second, for whatever, just getting out of this league, to be honest. Yeah. Um, obviously, the players we've got are probably better than the Wee side standard, so they're yeah. not going to hang around forever. We're, we're realists at the end of the day, and we know that we need to be out of this league this season. It's a shame we couldn't get out last year. Yeah. But obviously, we're starting fresh. You have to have your application in by December, so mm. it didn't really give us a lot of time. We didn't know what we were going to be like. We didn't know if we were going to be down the bottom, up the top, yeah. wherever. So. Mm. Obviously, now we've got the feel of it and stuff. We've got we've got the wheels in motion. So hopefully, by December, yeah. we'll have something in place ready for us to to hopefully get promotion next season. Yeah, good stuff. So I mean, is is a lot of the um, is a lot of the infrastructure all already there. So I know, like when when you make the step up, you need things like um, you know floodlights. You need some kind of fencing around the outside of the ground yeah. and, and, and let us stand with you know a certain number of seats in and stuff have you guys already got a lot of that in place at Eastbourne yeah or it's, it's, it's right? quite a good facility to be honest it's um, all the floodlights fencing and stuff there. It'll, it will be just the stand to be honest like a yeah. turnstile it won't take a lot um, and yeah. the plans are in with the council to be honest the design okay. team's on with, yeah. the, with the plans so we're just waiting to hear you back but we've got other options as well if that doesn't come off yeah um, We'll be we'll be going down other avenues like trying to get out this league this year, one hundred percent. Excellent. Um, so, I, I think you've cut, my next question was going to be what's the aim for the, uh, for, for next season. I think you've probably answered that one. So, uh, so we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, obviously. We, we've we've talked as well about the recent um, success stories coming out of the Wearside League, and, and you know some of the examples of those, those sides. How far do you think you could go with this group of players? Assuming that the players remained the same group, how how high do you think they could take the club without you know without changing things too much? Yeah, uh, well, we're, obviously we're always looking to strengthen. We're going we're going to try and strengthen this year with one or two. We've got a really good team, to be honest. Obviously, the team what we've got has got a second in the league um, last season. Maybe could have been winners. So I've, I've got all confidence they could get us obviously promoted this season. And I think what with one or two more would definitely be got to be in the top five of the second division personally I think we've yeah. got a good side and I think the team spirit half your battle as well we've got the changing yeah. room there well everyone knows each other um, so I don't see why we couldn't put our team in the second division and, and we're boxing at the top of that league to be honest as well but then obviously you go on, I know it's a long time talking but if you got into the first division obviously yeah. there's a lot of financial stuff there's a lot of weight, like stuff in between isn't there you don't know how no. things are going to pan out exactly so yeah. but, Hopefully, our aim is to get into the second division, get settled in there, and obviously see where that takes us. Who knows? It's, it's an open book, really. Um, but just the main aim for next season, just promotion, really. Bit of silverware, maybe it's a cup or whatever. But the main priority next season is obviously to get out of the league. Yeah. Well, best of luck with that, Dean, and uh, hopefully it'll be a successful season uh, that does actually count for something next year uh, when it eventually yeah. gets underway. Um, yeah. I don't fancy COVID-20 coming along like <laughs> Yeah, well, ho- hopefully if it does, hopefully it'll be settled on points per game next time <laughs> and uh, you, you just might yeah. be all right. Yeah, hopefully we're at the bottom of the league by then. Yeah. <laughs> 
Excellent. So that that pretty much brings us to a close. Um, so so thanks very much, um, Dean, for joining us today. Really appreciate your time, and uh, like I say, best of luck for next uh, next season. Yeah, perfect, mate. Spot on. Hopefully, you get down and see us play once over the season. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed. I'm I'm hoping to certainly, like I say, cover cover a lot more wayside uh, league games next season. So hopefully, I'll uh, I'll get down there in due course. Yeah, spot on, mate. Great stuff. And, and thanks very much uh, to everybody who has listened to this podcast. Um, just a couple of things to wrap up. Um, if, you want to, if you want to follow Darlington Town, uh, you can follow them on Twitter at DarlowTownFC. Uh, they're also DarlowTownFC on Instagram as well. Or better still, if you're free on a Saturday and you want to get yourself down to Eastbourne Sports Complex, then the postcode for that's DL11LD. And I'm sure if you get down there, you'll see some very entertaining football and enjoy the game. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Um, Keep an eye on the uh, Twitter page for an announcement coming up on um, episode three, which should be out at some point late on next week. And finally, one more piece of information for you. Up the town. Thank you very much. (laughs)